0: and we're back on the hunt with supernatural season three episode
1: 15 time is on my side i'm chris barris hey my name is dan cummins thank you for listening uh chris we've been uh on the hunt for quite a while now man like closing in on 60 episodes uh, episode 15 of season three how about that for everyone listening thank you for listening there's a, a ton of rewatch podcasts out there chris so you know, we, we appreciate you choosing us, or, you know, maybe you're listening to a few. It, it's good to have diversity. But, um, Chris, you and I, we've been on this journey for quite a while now. I think it's safe to say your season, uh, your, your favorite season, my favorite season, coming up pretty quick. Season four is like a, a really, really strong season. So as we continue to record these, just building the momentum right towards this finale into season four, episode one. This episode, though, Chris, I'm afraid. A little bit of a speed bump, sort of like the episode we just covered. A little bit of a speed bump, the momentum. It's a smaller speed bump. It's a smaller speed bump. And 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 it's true. And I think this season three
0: could have been a top three season very easily. And I don't know what it is because I think it just it does have a few of these in it. And in a short season, I don't feel that's okay. Um, you had less episodes, you needed no filler, you needed zero filler. The early up I I mean we went on a streak where I felt like oh man that was great oh that was great that was awesome i i was feeling it and then we hit this I'm like, oh okay i and i uh, i i went back and i was looking at my own kind of notes and i and i realized that i didn't even finish writing notes for the last episode for myself so that goes to show you how much i liked it um this one time is on my side aired on may 8th 2008 Charles Beeson directed it. IMDb rating of 8.4. So a respectable number. And this is an episode where Sam and Dean are going back uh, and doing some research to find out about a doctor who became obsessed with finding the secret to eternal life. And there's a few things that bug me about this episode. And they relate to the eternal life plot. Because Sam, no, your idea is absolute shit. And, And I just get that out right up front. The idea, oh, if guys got the secret. Clearly, this is a monster. This is a bad idea, dude. Like, get a bet. At least we went back on the path of, okay, we're trying to save Dean. All right. But this is not the way. And I know that from the start. Like, there's no good to come from this. And Sam is smarter than this. Um, But, uh, you know, you got Bella back in this one. You do have some interesting um, pieces, uh, new lore in this one. And you have rufus so there's a ton of positive in this episode so i feel like it's gonna be a little bit more fun to talk about uh i i i hope we weren't a downer for anyone in the last one but i mean i we were i think fairly critical in that one
1: yeah i, I like you said I, I think our criticism was fair chris but like you said there, there's a lot of positive in this one but there's some there's some negative so let's get the negative out of the way shall we uh in our last episode chris you said that you know dean believing that it was John, his dad on the other side of the phone was out of character for Dean. You're right. I totally agree with that. Sam thinking that, you know, this Andy Warhol corpse looking man has the secret to immortality after, even after seeing him, right? Like, you know, Sam does go after this guy. uh, And, you know, he sort of, he, at the end of the episode, like they have a chance to take this guy up on his formula, whatever the hell that means, Chris. Um, But again, Sam's decision to, to even consider this option for Dean it's it's out of character for Sam Sam yeah. would never suggest this and that's that's really where my problem is aside from the monster being in my opinion Chris the weakest of the series so far I'm, I'm not even sure we can call him a monster like they don't go into um, you know any of his abilities what is the formula like we know that basically he uh, it's a surgeon right he replaces organs as they fail within his body but he's able to live for hundreds of years because of that like it just it doesn't make sense the monster in my opinion chris they should have cut this entirely they should have cut that that thread out of the episode focus on finding bella sam should have been with dean the whole episode in my opinion and it would have been a strong episode we we didn't need this we didn't need uh doc benton we did you know, Let's
0: talk can we talk about doc for a little bit here cuz yeah. doc is the villain in this episode he was once an ordinary doctor in 1816 he gave up his practice and searched for a way to become immortal when he found the secret which whatever we he found the secrets for we we don't know like there the this is where it's like I, I if any if you've ever watched south park um anyone who's watched south park there's an episode where the underwear elves or the underwear gnomes whatever they freaking are go And, And then the boys find them and they say, well, what do you do with the underwear? we get the underwear and then we get profit and they got a bulletin board and it's got underwear question mark profit. There's a lot of question marks in this one. I don't get like, there's just details that are not there. I'm saying, Hey, what is this? This, this isn't interesting at all, Mm -hmm. the doc, because I mean, this could have been creepy. This could have been Frankenstein-like, right? There, There's a yes. few things that could have been. Like, this could be essentially a mad scientist who said, I have discovered the secret to life. I can replace that. But living that long, you keep replacing the heart. Does that, you know? So, ultimately, he found this secret. Um, uh, the secret. But the interesting piece, this was that John Winchester fought him a long time ago. That was the interesting piece. So, yeah. what was the lore here? I would have loved more. Um, but yeah, this guy was immortal. He had weird pants. He was creepy as hell looking. I, you know, don't get me wrong. It could have been a good monster, but it just lacked something. And I, I don't know what monster, uh, you know, abilities I would have taken to make this interesting, but I stand with you, a Dean, Bella, Sam episode, cause they need this would have been good because quite frankly, you didn't need a monster at this one. You need to set up the finale and, this episode does that to an extent, but it does not do it to the way that it could have. Uh, so, you know, that is, that's the reality of this. I mean, the fun thing in this, by the way, is they do suspect at one point zombies, but apparently a liver was removed. So, you know, they, they are able to, at that point say, Oh, you know what? And I go back and I say, what's interesting again, is the John piece. John's journal tells of Benton. And to me, Great. We go back to John. Why are we going back John to John? So late here, though, out of nowhere and last two episodes, suddenly John is part of it. Like we don't need I'm sorry. No offense to John. He's a great character, but we don't need them at this point. We need to focus on Dean.
1: Yeah. You know, when they bring John up, it sort of waters it down for me, Chris. Now, now I will say the coolest thing about Doc Benton, the, the two coolest things are that number one, John Winchester cut his heart out using a chainsaw. I mean, imagine that (laughs) visual, Chris, like you should have brought JDM in for a flashback. Maybe, you know, maybe you could have got him for a a two minute scene. I don't know. That sounds awesome. And then arguably the other coolest thing about him is that Sam and Dean literally chain him alive inside of a refrigerator and bury him. I mean, the way that they, you know, try to dispose of this guy are the coolest things about him. And so, yeah, you didn't need him. You didn't need him. I understand, yes, Dean and Sam, they're desperate. They're desperate to save Dean, right? But you don't need to come out of the woodwork with uh, an 18, you know, a doctor from 1816 who, who wants to live forever. Stop. Why Why are we doing this? It's clear, Chris, that they ran out of ideas or steam. Uh, and this is where the writers strike. It's really evident that they didn't have their writer's team on them, right? Like this this never would have uh, gotten through, Kripke's era, if the writer's strike didn't actually happen, and so yeah, like I said, I think this is my least favorite monster of the entire series so far. Um, and, and part because the, I, are you counting the bugs that attack? I you? am, yeah, because technically, Chris, I think the bugs were uh, a curse, right? Or, or yeah, and so that's sort of a force. This is like this guy's not even a monster; he's a human that has been replacing his organs, uh, who knows, every like 10 years or something. I will say, Chris, the the scene towards the end where he's uh, about to scoop Sam's eye out with that horrible, horrible tool, uh, that really creeped me out. That kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. So, you know, I I guess that scene was a cool one, like a scary one. But everything other than that, I mean, he looked terrible. He sounded terrible. The ambition really wasn't there. I don't know. that, That whole part of the episode was a fail for me but let's get that out of the way chris because there's a lot of cool things to talk there's about. a ton of cool things
0: so can we first let, let, let's take this step by step there's a few really cool things in this episode one the way they find out how to get to benton is through rufus they mm-hmm. even get told you got to make sure you bring this because he's not gonna let, essentially he's not gonna let dean in unless he shows up with a bottle of uh some good stuff right so yes. uh, the fact that we meet rufus really rough grumbly man. You could see him and Bobby at this point, you could picture. Okay. I get it. These two are basically the same person Yeah. Uh, in that moment. And uh, the fact that you've got this nice sit down between uh, Rufus and Dean, the introduction of Rufus, you know, this is a character you're going to like, and he sticks around because let's be real. We've had some of these characters like, Oh, they let that, that person go. So glad Rufus is a character who becomes important. So mm-hmm. the introduction of Rufus is huge and it turns out that Rufus can help Dean get to, to Bella. And that, that's really the reason, um, multi- really, why that, that's happening, you know, more than anything. Um, because Dean wants to get to Bella. Sam's obsessed, again, as I noted, with this ridiculous concept. And I, I don't like that part, but it's a great scene. I love them just sitting down in this cabin. It feels like he's just talking to Bobby 2.0, and it kind of is.
1: Yeah, Chris, give me more of that. Whatever time we could have removed from Doc, we could have given to Rufus. And I really like—I've uh, been saying since we started this this uh, this podcast, Chris—I really love the lore of Hunters, the universe. Like, I like the show more than I like Sam or Dean individually. And I'm running a poll on Twitter currently, Chris, to see like, do you watch Supernatural because you really love Dean or you really love Sam, or do you love the show as a whole, the universe? the world building, the individual hunters that we meet along the way. For me, I really enjoy that stuff. And so meeting Rufus, Chris, he's a different type of hunter. You can tell. I think Bobby even says that he was selling things on the side. Who else sells things? Bella, right? So we're starting to get that. Okay. He's sort of a traditional hunter, but he also sells things on the side. Like we haven't seen that before aside from Bella and she's not really a hunter. She's really more of a a seller. Um, I really love his sort of, you know, tough ass approach. Uh, it doesn't take no shit from Dean Chris. None. nobody talks to Dean like that. Dean needs to be put in his place, and uh, Rufus is willing to do it. Nobody else is. So I really love that. Yeah, and I, it is
0: interesting, by the way, that poll that you're talking about uh, will be done by the time that we get there. But um, we've already I know we have at least twenty one people who've who voted on it at this point. So I'll be very interested when we return to that, probably for the. Finale recording, uh, what people had to say about that finale or the recap. We'll do it in one of those. Yeah. Um, interesting thing in this, by the way, is they mention um, Devil's Shoestring, which is an herb that can hold hellhounds at bay, kind of like goofer dust. So, interesting things in here. Um, Dean's after Bella. Let's make it clear. That is what Dean is about. And it's a good thing. Um, we could skip over the monster to some extent. I do want to point out because. We do need to close that gap, which is the fact that they do stop the monster. Um, you know, uh, they, they get through, they get out of that scenario. Um, Dean saves the day, and then they bury him alive, uh, chained you in, in a refrigerator essentially. So you know, the, the dude is there. I'm still not sure how this guy stays a lot. Like a lot of this is left up in mystery. But we have to talk about Bella now. Because Bella's back. Bella actually arrives at the boys' hotel and tries to kill them. And the interesting piece is the why. They know that she's coming. Um, and ultimately, Bella made a deal. Bella has time not on her side uh, at all. And uh, she has made a deal to kill Sam to save her own ass. That's really what it's about. And ultimately... Lilith is the holder of the contract and so Lilith has the contract not just Sam's uh, not just Sam's not just Dean's but she's got Bella's contract mm-hmm. so putting them against each other you know it's an interesting story there's a lot of it I love that concept I wish the whole I think they built up Bella pretty decently
1: yeah but
0: in the in the long run when it comes down to it i uh, the boys survive this one, and we hear the clock strike midnight. And that's, in all honesty, this end is a savoring grace of the episode because we're going into an episode where the clock is going to strike on Dean. And you have to have that experience kind of happening, like right on top of each other, two episodes in a row. It's kind of interesting. And it, it really gets you like, oh crap, it's really Dean's time now yeah and it did that well. So, in my opinion, um, I like that part. Some people probably celebrate too, because some people just didn't like Bella. <laughs> some people are glad that Bella's gone. And it is her final appearance as Bella. Uh, I personally would have loved more Bella, but um, you know, that's me, not, yeah, not, not everybody.
1: We're on the same page, Chris. I think we're both big fans of Bella. And, you know, I think we've covered when we first met Bella, possibly that, If it weren't for the writer's strike, Bella was, you know, rumored to have a bigger role, possibly into the next season. Um, Despite that, though, Chris, what this episode was able to accomplish, we basically get an origin story for Bella and we say goodbye to Bella in the same episode. Now, if if, on paper, that sounds ambitious, but I think they did really well. And it's because of the help of Rufus. Right. So through Rufus, we learn that her name is not Bella. It is, in fact, Abby. Um, she apparently inherited millions of dollars from her parents after uh, you know a crossroad demon approached her and made her that offer. Now it, it wasn't clear whether Bella Abby, maybe we should call her Abby now yeah. whether or not she pursued that Chris because she's sort of just sitting on like a, a swing set like she looks upset that she's about to say yes that's not entirely clear but I enjoyed that they gave us you know young Bella and they you know it's much like Hendrickson, uh, uh, Chris, uh, the FBI agent, uh, Hendrickson, excuse me. Um, he had a short-lived, you know, career on the show too. But his ending, I thought, was really well done. He kind of came full circle. Um, Bella kind of comes full circle too. Now, I'm not saying that Bella, like, you know, a- agent uh, Hendrickson. I'm not saying that Bella ends up being on the same team as the boys. She's not. Like, she she practically screws them until the very end. Um, but. She does eventually give Dean a name, right? Lilith. Lilith holds your contract. Uh, Go and kill her. Maybe you can save me too. Uh, And Dean says, nah, screw that. And my favorite quote of the episode, Chris, Uh, Dean is, is on the phone with Bella. And he goes, I'll see you in hell. Click. And he hangs up. And I'm like, man, dude, that was like the best quote you could have thrown out there. It sounds so cheeseball. But quite literally, he will see her in hell. You had to use that, right? Yeah. It's too good.
0: No it's a really great moment. You know she'll be mentioned in later seasons. Um it'll be mentioned and we'll learn more about um you know things about like what she did with the Colts. There might be an I I I she shows up in a flashback in season 15, but that's really it. That is the end yeah. of. Well I love the idea though of a shot that you see her hearing the Hellhounds. Yes. But we don't get that moment. No. And 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 that is because it's reserved or Dean, which is the heartbreaking piece when you think about it. So, look, I give this episode a lot more kudos. I think even talking about it, it's very clear. I, I, I like this a lot better than the last one. It really did have a lot of great moments. You just kind of throw away the monster, like you said, mm-hmm. and it, it is a significantly better episode. And ultimately, I, I don't know. I, I miss Bella. I think as a character, I miss a character who is selling supernatural kind of goods. Because I was a fan. There was a show, Warehouse, uh, I think Warehouse. Oh, God, was it Warehouse 15? I can't remember. Or warehouse 13, whatever it was. Their show was on Sci-Fi, And they they went and they got all, these sci- all the supernatural objects and they stored them away in a warehouse essentially for the government, I believe, kind of secret organization thing. Yeah. And I just love the concept that someone out there selling this stuff. I don't know. There's something to it. I would have loved that kind of just kind of be around in the background, show up every once in a while. Hey, I need something. Yeah, but what are you going to give me? I don't know. You didn't. She didn't need to be. She didn't need to have a deal, in my view. She could have been. I, uh, you know, I, it's a pretty scary thing that she did, though. Really, she got rich because she made a deal with a demon and said, "Yeah, I don't need my parents." You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's. It, she's not a great person. Let's put it this way: she was not a great person uh in the long run.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, Chris, but it's, it's better to have had her in this season than to have never had her at all. Right. I, yes. I think I agree with you in, in these later seasons of supernatural, Chris, in my opinion, the show becomes too much about Sam and Dean and not enough about the world of hunters. And Bella was such a rich character. She really contributed to that world building and and Rufus, you know, it's good, Chris, because we say goodbye to one character and Bella, right. But we say hello to Rufus. So you know, although we are dropping a pretty pivotal character, we're introducing a new one who's equally interesting. So, you know, it, it is kind of bittersweet. Um, we're a couple episodes away from saying goodbye to season three, Chris. In this one in particular, though, we have some callbacks. The the doctor from the morgue is actually the same actor that plays Daniel Elkins, who was, you know, sort of a mentor uh, slash uh, hunter, a vampire hunter, I believe, Chris, in the very early, uh, uh, you know, run of this show uh, a personal favorite of mine um of course we already mentioned the first appearance of rufus it won't be his last by any stretch um he will be back thank god he's fantastic um but we do say goodbye to uh lauren cohen she will soon join jdm uh yep. in a, a pretty popular show chris i would say well she'll uh,
0: she'll she'll be there before him but uh I- at this point, but she'll go into the walking dead, which has a phenomenal first few seasons. Yes. Uh, it definitely, I think outstated welcome to many. Uh, it yeah. didn't need to, I'm a walking dead fan. It didn't need to, it could have been great for 15 seasons too. Quite frankly, uh, it's not in my opinion, but uh, it could have been. Uh, so it, she'll go on. She'll be fine. Uh, you know, it and, and she'll do really well for herself. You know, we are coming up though. And, on a on a really great episode and Dad, we've been busy um you know there is no rest for the wicked and there's no rest for the wicked in the next episode since that's the title of it um we're busy here on this show trying to do this and next uh you know next episode no rest for the wicked the finale uh i will just put out a quick fact about this it's this season overall that we're talking about uh had an average of 2.74 million viewers this is the most watched season finale of the entire series that we're coming into. Wow. So that is a significant piece of information. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about, it. we're excited to talk about it, but we're going to drop this uh, next episode plus a recap. So you're going to be able to enjoy all of that partially because I just want to start being able to talk about Castiel sooner than later. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Castiel is so close and uh season four is so close. So, We hope you're excited about the finale. Get, you know, get out Netflix, get out your DVDs, get out your Blu-rays, watch this upcoming episode and come back and join us because uh, Kim Manners is a director of the last episode. Eric Kripke is a writer for the next episode. I mean, heavy hitters. Yeah, we got a heavy hitting episode. We're not going to give it all away, but you're going to want to um, be ready for this one and enjoy the ride. Uh, This is a
1: good one. And uh, I know you're excited for this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I remember seeing this for the first time. And, you know, once I learned Dean was going to hell, I thought, you know, he's gonna get out of this, right? The boys, they always get out of it. But for them to actually go forward and have Dean bite the bullet and to actually go to hell, pretty, you know, unconventional, I would say, for like a you know, a CW sitcom. So um, yeah, I'm very excited. The shock value is huge in this one, Chris. Uh and I really love how they set the episode up. So yeah, Kim Manners, Kripke as a writer. They did not. Uh, they did not miss a beat, as far as I'm concerned, and neither will we. I'm excited to talk about it.
0: No, we won't. But that will be it for it for us. I would say for this week, we will be back, however, because after
1: all, we've got work to do. <laughs>